This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi everyone and welcome to Inside the Red and White. This is the podcast for fans, by fans, about all things Arsenal women and women's football in general. We talk through it all from the perspective of the Red and White singing group, which is dedicated to building the atmosphere at Arsenal women's games. I'm Susie and my co-host is Nat. Hi Nat. Hello and welcome back everybody. Welcome back. I hope that you're all not too hot because Nat and I are too hot. Um, Yeah, I've had to turn my fan off for this guy, so... um... It's going straight back on once we've finished. Dedication. It is dedication. It absolutely is. Always. So today we are going to have our journey to the red and white um, and then we're going to have a fan five. But first off, we're going to be talking through yesterday's charity match because we had such good fun there and we thought we should just talk about it really and see what a success it was. So Nat, what, what were the highlights for you? Well, first of all, Susie, I just want to congratulate you on your performance and thank you for doing this podcast today because, I mean, how are you feeling after, uh, after your time on the pitch? Yeah, I am feeling surprisingly okay. I don't know what I was doing, but my back and my left shoulder blade hurt more than anything else. Which you shoulder barging people out yes, of the way instead of well, yeah, obviously it was too violent. But <laughs> I, I don't really know what I was doing, so obviously I need to figure out a better technique. Yeah, it wasn't lifting trophies because Braveheart weren't that successful yesterday, so nah, they were fine though. Two of us hadn't really played ever before. So. No, no, no. And I definitely, I'm a supporter of all sports. I do not play. So yesterday <laughs> is uh, was organised charity game football tournament which was in the hub next to the emirates great location fantastic we had one two three four five six teams yesterday um got to count them i've written them down we had the bedford queens meadows monsters uh a buoy's army uh the huntington town ladies the gay gooners and braveheart and they played a, a tournament yesterday it's all in aid of a charity that has been a, a big focus uh, for the supporters club this year, as well as other charities that we've raised a lot of money for, which is the Ovarian uh, Cancer Action. Um, obviously, we all know Beth Mead's mum sadly passed away in January of ovarian cancer. So, as a supporters club, we, you know we want we want to you know support in any way we can. So, I was obviously in the 
in the stand, so to speak. We had a rousing rendition of North London Forever, which I think I've got on video somewhere. Actually pretty decent, that. It's nice to be able to kick off with a with a rendition of North London Forever. Yeah. It wouldn't be uh, an Arsenal-associated game no. if we weren't to do that. We had the same conversation we had um, pre-game, <laughs> actually. There was, a, there was a slight chat and we all went, are we singing North London Forever after the kickoff? The answer was yes. We also had a couple <laughs> of LALALAs in there. It was brilliant. And uh, just a funny inter- interject here. I'm going to, my, my task is to bring Alice, my best friend, in to these podcasts every time. So Alice was playing on Team Braveheart and we re conjured up Kimmy's Walking in the Kimmy Wonderland. We changed it to Alice yesterday. And I said to her, Did you hear us chatting for you? She's like, She said to me, She went, Well, you know, when you're playing, you sort of you can't really hear it. And I was like, Have you heard yourself? She's like, no, I did hear you. I was like, yeah, okay. We basically, we reconjured up some of the team chants for some of the players in the team, which was fantastic. We had Jerry in the net. We had Farah, who we, um, we've used Rafa's chant and Rafa's chant's free now. So I think that one's going to stick. And if you all want to go and look at the some highlights from yesterday, Farah's put together a wonderful TikTok, which I watched this morning, which is great. Uh, on the Red and White's TikTok page. It's fantastic. But it was just, it was a great day, really well organised and had a special guest yesterday. Absolute bucket list for me. Uh, Rachel Yankee turned up and she was fantastic. She spent time with everyone. She took pictures with everyone. She was playing uh, football with Ellie and with Farah and, and with some of the others. Oh, and it was brilliant. And I actually had a little bit of a chat with her and I was talking to her about everything that we're doing as the Red and White Supporters Club, the pre-match. And, and she actually commented on the um, atmosphere at, at Boreham Wood and how much it's improved. And I was telling her how and what we were doing. And she was she was so impressed about what we were doing. I said to someone yesterday, I can imagine that some players, if they go to those things, aren't present. You know, it's a tick box thing. It's whatever. She was so present with everyone yesterday. And if she ever listens to this, Rachel, thank you so much for coming. Honestly, it was, or if someone can pass a message back to her, I it was fa- it was fantastic. Yeah, she was she was really good. Um, but yeah, how was the day for you, Susie? Because that was that was my view from from the stands, so to speak. It kind of it just went past in a bit of a flash. Like I said, I'd not really played football ever before, so all of a sudden I'm doing a, a charity game. <laughs> And I absolutely loved it. It's just one of those things. I never got the opportunity to play football at school. It was one of those schools where it was netball, hockey or whatever that you could play. And obviously the boys would would play football instead. So I never had that opportunity before. And I really wish that I had because... It's brilliant fun. It's great exercise. And you can, I could sense even just from that, those couple of games that we played, there's just so much to learn in terms of being part of a team. I mean, Jerry, he kept yelling stuff to, at me to do. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, from that perspective, there's a lot to learn. Um, but no, it was a great day. I think it's such a good thing to do to bring everybody together for something like that. And I know yeah. that it's been discussed since I think since just after Christmas, actually. It's been in the works for a while. And obviously we wanted to make sure that we could get the right space and make sure that we could give it a big, you know, a proper tournament and everything as well. So I think it just took some time to organize yeah. it. You mentioned that we were doing it for uh, ovarian cancer action. And I think that it's um over the past season the members of the Arsenal Women's Supporters Club, they've ra- we've raised, even before this tournament, um, nearly £15,000 over the course of the season, which is just pretty incredible, really. Um, and then where where did you say we're at, Nat, um, for, for this as well? For I've just checked. So this is Sunday at 
what time are we on here? We're, we're at 20 to 7, um, just for clarity. Um, in we're the at evening. 1, 000, in the evening, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Don't get up that early. I slept this morning, let me tell you that. £1,246. Trying to get the total up to £2,000 on this one. I also, just while I forget, I didn't say who won yesterday. It was uh, a Bowie's Army. And no final. Would it Would it be a final if it didn't uh, be decided on penalties? Riveting. I, honestly, I love the penalty shootout. I love it. Uh, there was drama. There was tension. I tell you what, it doesn't matter if it's for charity or not. You put people in sport that's competitive. Do you know what I mean? They wanted to win. Um, mm. And there's some fantastic pictures knocking about. So on uh, over on Twitter and a shout out, might I say, to Rebecca Robinson, who was standing French Susie yesterday with the camera. <laughs> and she... Uh, she she actually said to me this morning, she said, I don't know if Susie watches any games because she said I was so concentrated on trying to get some shots. I think she found a, a, an even bigger respect for the pictures you come out with on, on a, a, a game, Susie. So it was uh, it was really good. Like I was trying to get content for Farah because she was playing as well. So I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is too much. The responsibility. <laughs> yeah, it was very... It's probably uh, more stressful in the stands with all these little tasks that you had to complete. Um... Yes, yeah, yeah. We had signs, we had everything. So the signs were that you guys bought were absolutely brilliant. I think it was just, it's just funny. Like you obviously had a little group chat and you were talking about how, what you could prepare to make it seem like a proper, like a proper game and all the little things that you are part of a day out when you go and watch an Arsenal game. And you came with, uh, with all the signs, you came with the chants. It was very well done. <laughs> the signs thing was a little bit tongue in cheek because I like a sign that has a statement on it. I'm not a big fan of, can I have your shirt? sign not maybe we'll that's a divided opinion I don't mind some signs but some of them when they're just I mean the big thing what I'm saying here is can I have your shirt there's no please in there there's no player's name in there this this is the issue I have yeah it was good I also just want to shout out to Cherie and the wristbands that she had done I think she's mm. got some left over if you do a donation and you want one but again check out the whatsapp chat I think she's got it on there but um, yeah, it was a really, really, really good day. And a massive shout. I don't know the ins and outs of anyone that was, uh, who was organising it. I think there was a lot of people. But well well done, everyone. It was a great day. And let's get it to £2,000 and, and more. So we'll make sure there's links available. But they're on the red and white Instagram and Twitter. And it, it's been shared. And if you want to know how to donate and can't find anything, just just reach out. But it's a great cause. And I think as a collective, we do really well for things like that. So... I have nothing else to add on that point. So I think that we can move on to the other oh, big story the of the moment, which the, has just been a big story for the past month. The reason year, why it's happened, I don't six, know how long we it's haven't been. recorded this yet. That's why, <laughs> because Celestia Russo and I, I literally just put a, a little voice note in our one of our group chats, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm more than sure she's coming to Arsenal. I mean, if she's not, it's going to be probably the biggest shock ever. But I said, it's like waiting for Arsenal to confirm we sold out the Emirates. We already knew we had. I mean, we'd all spent all... We, we bought pretty well the last tickets, plan. didn't we? I know, as well, yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, and gave them away to people who couldn't afford to go. But honestly, like Arsenal, I, I've just said to Susie before, it's like they like to keep our blood pressure and heart rate slightly elevated at all times because you don't get news on injuries very quickly unless it's an ACL. You don't know. You don't know how long players are out for. You don't know how long the contracts are. You, we we literally are kept half in the dark all the time, and it's I must say as a as a fan of Arsenal, it's I do kind of get why they do it sometimes, but it oh in our frustrating though is it? But yeah, um, Alessia Russo, Susie, talk to me about about this potential here. 
to be fair, it's not really advanced any further than where we were, let's say, a week or so ago, I guess. it's The, the rumour is out there that it was it's happened today. I don't know what the happening is, whether it's that's the day that she signed, whether that's the day that she went and had the videos taken. I know that there is some, there's some talk around the end of her current contract and the fact that will she will Arsenal have to wait until that's officially up before they then officially announce that she has signed for them but I I know that the the rumor is that she wants it done and dusted before the England training camp starts and that is is tomorrow tomorrow. or Tuesday tomorrow Uh, so I think that we're kind of tentatively waiting for an announcement tomorrow now as a Let's get it out there. Let's just get it all signed off, and then she doesn't have to think about yeah. it again. Um, that's that's it. The question uh, answered um, emphatically. Yeah. I just, and at the same time, it's. Uh, I think Nat, you said earlier that it's it's such a big deal that it will be oh, such massive. a difficult thing to hide. She can't sign and then have wait for three weeks to announce it. Like it's going to get no. out. Yeah, and I also think that rather, you know, Russo will want to will want to go into that England camp and be able to concentrate on England and people knowing where she's going and whatever. But also, guys, we are supporters. We have jobs. And I cannot be spending all day refreshing Twitter. Like today, obviously, it's Rafa's birthday, isn't it? So that's the only post we've had from out of Arsenal today is happy birthday to Rafa. But literally, anytime I've got notifications on everywhere, I need to I need to get on with my job. All Friday was completely taken up by, you know, Alessia finally announcing... That she's, yeah, that that she's she's leaving. leaving So I was thinking, right, Saturday. It's coming soon. Exactly. We were all hoping, we were all hoping to be in the. Exactly. While we were playing, we were at the pub. That would have been amazing. But no, Arsenal had other plans. They did. Uh, Do you know what uh, I find most annoying, though, at the minute is this proliferation of fake Twitter accounts. And I'm really surprised. Oh, oh, yeah, because you caught me out this morning, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm I'm really surprised that I haven't seen one for Alessia saying she's signed, it's done, as looking like it's from the official Arsenal account. Because there was one this morning for, uh, who was it, Nat? Um, On a battery. Yes. Yeah, so there was I one and it, it looked went, it looked like yeah. it was official. You're um, right, yeah, that's fake. And I was yeah. like, oh no, I've been caught out. I was fuming. So everybody, if you see something like that, check the Twitter handle. Oh, Make sure yeah, that yeah. that is actually official. Yeah, yeah. Because if not, then. But yeah. it seems to be a, th- a bit of a theme at the minute. So it is super annoying. But Do you know, um, um, one of the funny things about, and this was everywhere on Friday, was when Alessia sent that video out, everyone went, has Arsenal done that video for her? Because I know, quite funny. it's in the same tone as all of the extension videos. Yeah. So if you if you haven't seen it, just watch Frida's or Steph's or or Caitlin's video first. And then, then have a little Aless- cry because and, it's so nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> And then watch Alessia's leaving video. And you tell me that all they've done is maybe just change the font slightly <laughs> just to make it, you know, like when you're copying your best mate's homework, but Listen, United haven't done that. Not a chance in hell. That's been done by someone at Arsenal. I'll put money on it. I'll maybe I'll be a fiver because I, t- I tell you what. The yeah. other thing as well is Tooney's countdown to that. What was it? Ten second video. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I saw, you don't. You like don't. Goodbye put... to Leslie, and I went. It, so what? What was it? An Instagram story? She could have done that on. It's basically, it was, was on gonna... YouTube. She had the yeah. countdown and everything. And I'm sorry, you can't put a countdown for something like that. People are expecting like a proper sit down chat. Like, right, this is what I think. And it was I literally it was thirty be seconds. Like a really nice nostalgic video or whatever, but it weren't. It was just there in the back garden saying, "Nice one, Leslie. Good luck. We'll always be friends." That was a voice note she could have sent to her on WhatsApp, I'm sure. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was a bit. But it was a I bit will say that the, 
it's it is uh, we've talked about how big a deal this is and it, it is i think that this tim stillman he posted the uh, the audience the viewing of his blogs and he put out a blog about it, somebody rice what's his name what's his first name declan rice Thank you. So Tim had put out the the we don't media, watch the, men's football guys. So. No, exactly. Sorry, <laughs> I'm completely ignorant about that. I was like, I've only seen yeah. Rice, and we're so used to calling it the <laughs> women's team players by their first name, and it's just like for the men's, I only know their last yeah. name. Anyway, so Tim put out the the audience readership um, figures for this blog that he posted about Rice and the fact that he was potentially coming to Arsenal, and the one about Alessia Russo potentially coming to Arsenal. And they'd gone out; they were published, with, you know, within a couple of hours of each other on the same day. And there was about a thousand views in it. Like one of them was on fourteen thousand, and Alessia's was on thirteen thousand. And that I think I retweeted it, basically saying that it's not about. The money is not like there's no commercials behind that. It's not about how many seats are sold, how many people have gone to the games, how expensive tickets were or anything like that. That is just pure interest in the players. And it's at a similar level to, I would say, a very high profile transfer um, target for Arsenal men. Yeah. And that really shows uh, where the women's yeah. game is at. People are interested to the same level. And I find that that's fascinating. And I think that a lot of the PR around this whole endeavour has been very, very carefully managed. I don't think it's any coincidence, obviously, Lesia Russo, she did that then. um, And it's kind of like these rumours are sort of being dropped and Tooney did her video and things like that. I think it's all been very, very carefully managed from a PR perspective. And it's almost the first, obviously not the first time, but in terms of the scale of it, um, it is. It's incredible to see that this is the point that we're at with the interest in in this type of transfer news. It's yeah. I'm literally sat here just nodding my head like the Churchill dog because <laughs> I said this last week about this whole thing. It's it's so one like this whole story from January. We put in the record transfer bid. It was declined from Man United. Man United have been trying to get a deal over the line. Um, so the bid in January was directly to United. So they didn't. Yeah. They. So I think if and I'm I'm speculating here whether if we'd have been able to actually speak to Alessia herself, would it have been a different chain of, of of events? I don't know. The biggest thing for me is and when we was been talking about and I'm I'm talking like this transfer's done. If I am wrong, then come at me. But I if this transfer doesn't go through, I ju- I just don't see it happening. But the fact that regardless of whether she comes to Arsenal or not, the fact that she has left United when they're potentially, and I'm saying potentially because they've still got to technically qualify for the group stages of the Champions League, but to be leaving a team that got to the FA Cup final, that took Chelsea to the last day of the WSL and have got themselves in a position to play European football, to leave that, there's... There's got to be There's something, something going something on behind, behind the um, scenes, and I think there is bigger, you know, with the with the owners and the investment and everything like that. There's there's a there's a whole and there's there's bits and bobs all over the place. But this transfer, because it'll be massive whether she goes to Arsenal or whether she goes somewhere else. Because if she goes to Arsenal, it'll be brilliant, and the Arsenal, you know, Arsenal will will it'll be it's massive. If she goes somewhere else, it'll be big because everyone will be like, oh, my God, she was going to Arsenal and then she ended up going to there. So whatever the outcome is, I mean, we want her to come to Arsenal. She she will help us, you know, build on what we're doing. And I really think that as a, as a team, and I'm really excited for 
any transfers that come into the Arsenal setup over the summer, and I'm I'm excited for all of it. But you know, Sky Sports news and it's breaking news and it's on BBC Sport and it's everywhere and it's trending on Twitter. This is what we wanted, wasn't it? We're growing the women's game. We want the media outlets to be invested in it, and, and players wouldn't have had this. A player moved a few years ago. I'm thinking about when Sam Kerr went to Chelsea. It was big news, but. You know, it's not this. It's not a lioness. No, if this gets over the line, then we definitely, we're the luckiest supporters group because we have jinxed this on multiple times. So, I mean, everybody has. It's not just us. Like, everybody made assumed that this was happening from. Emma Byrne, she yeah, on a podcast. yeah, the podcast where she yeah, basically Shaban's, said she is an Arsenal yeah, yeah. player. So. Shaban's uh, YouTube video on Friday is basically yeah, that was Alessia yeah. Russo has gone to Arsenal. Uh, obviously, but Sky she, Sports as well. Sky Sports has been has been talking about it as if it is done. Like they haven't been saying yeah. when it's signed. Like oh, we're expecting this. They they pretty well reported on it, yeah. saying Problem she's is. she's left there and she's going to Arsenal, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. quite a statement to make if it isn't. True. It is, but obviously Arsenal being Arsenal, we won't probably find out till first of July. So uh, yeah, next so year, just prepared to. In fact, we'll just be like, oh, it was that Russo on the lineup. I didn't even know she'd. Do you know what I mean? It's one of them. But no, it'll be ma- it'll be massive. And then, as much as this waiting game is quite infuriating, but when it gets announced, oh. That video, that, yeah. can you, the oh, yeah, amount yeah. of, like, as I just said, the, the PR around this has been so carefully managed. The videos yeah. and everything that they're going to put out for this, yeah. I think it will be unmatched. It would. So I think that covers the, the biggest two items that are, that are cracking on at the moment. Um, yep. We were holding out on this podcast till now. Obviously, we like to get these out on a Monday morning, so we've waited till Sunday night to record this bit. So should there be any changes... You may see some bonus content from the podcast this week, so uh, or next week, or whenever it is. So you know, keep an eye out for that. Um, so we're going to move on to the next section of the podcast. This is a little bit blue, Peter. Here's one we made earlier. So we spoke to Kate uh, earlier in the week about her journey to uh, to Arsenal. Honestly, it's it's a fantastic listen, guys, and uh, I really enjoyed this chat with Kate. So yeah, so. Uh, on to the next section. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. All right, then, Kate, the floor is yours. Thanks very much. Um, so... I guess I'm I'm very much one of the the post Euros fans that have got into women's football. I was very much late to the game. 
literally. I think I didn't come in until maybe the quarterfinal game. So the Lionesses against, I think it was Spain, wasn't it? So my friend at work, her little kids have got a play football. So we were kind of chatting about it at work and stuff, but I just never really watched it. And then I was like, do you know what? I'm going to, the game was on. I was like, I'm going to watch it. And then I was kind of hooked and then watched the semis against Sweden uh, and then the final against Germany. And it was just like, wow, this is, you know, this is really good. I think the girls are really good role models, what they stand for, you know, kind of really true inspiration. I was kind of struggling a little bit with work. I was having a bit of a rough year and I was kind of like coming home and I couldn't switch off from work. Football really helped. And so so I'd watch the Euros. I was like, oh, I want to go and see a live game. You will laugh. My my first live football match was a friendly Spurs against Chelsea <laughs> against Meadow. Milt <laughs> oh. uh, um, past that quickly. <laughs> yeah, uh, August Bank Holiday. It was literally like, oh, I just I just want to I just want to go and watch a game. So I went and watched that. Really enjoyed it. Everyone was lovely. And then I kind of picked Arsenal. And again. Don't shoot me, the purest fans out there, because it was the closest WSL club to where I lived. Also because of like Leah and Beth playing and stuff like that. So my first Arsenal game was the Brighton game at home at Meadow Park. It was when bus sides were open. So I went and sat in the West Stand, in the south of the West Stand. Didn't really know what to expect. Got chatting to a few people around me and just really enjoyed it. So then I kind of went back, I think the next game was Ajax and the Champions League games and, and everything else. And I kind of met people and were chatting to people, but I was quite not quite happy going on my own, but I didn't mind it because it was more the experience being there, getting out of the house, doing something, distraction from work and everything else. Went to some of the Emirates games and I think I saw a message in like the, the Facebook forum group about I think it was probably Lewis actually putting in a thing saying oh if you want to get more involved and be part of the singing crew and stuff like that and meet people I was like oh yeah let 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 let's join that I've never chanted before in my life I can be quite loud as you guys will probably know <laughs> and I think the first the first people I met so I think it was the the Champions League game just before Christmas so I think was that Leon I think it was Leon. And I went to the Tollington, messaged in the WhatsApp group going, I'm at the bar, I've got a pint, where is everybody? <laughs> and nearly like left the pub because I'm not very good at going to meet people that I don't know and everything else and, and what have you. So I kind of went in, I met Becky and then Daisy came and Lee was there and we we're all chatting and then we went to like walk to the stadium, went to our separate seats and it was like, oh, I'm back to being on my own now. Thankfully, there was space, and at half time, I moved down to sit next to Daisy and Becky and had a great time. Daisy with a commentary and everything else. <laughs> and it was literally like, well, this is kind of what I've been missing by going, going on my own and not really knowing anyone. And then after Christmas, it just kind of progressed. I think my first North Bank game was the Leeds game. And I think that's when kind of like a lot of us came together or most of us came together and it felt like a real good atmosphere. I didn't mind not because before I'd kind of sat on the halfway line to watch the game and kind of see be a bit more involved in that way. 
but I wasn't really missing that by being in the North Bank. It was more about chanting and cheering and being involved with the songs and kind of feeling like part of the family that was there and the fans and everything else. And it's just kind of progressed and progressed. And, you know, we do the pub meetups and then go to the pub afterwards and, and it, it's now like the massive social thing. And that's that's what I love about the women's football and Arsenal, that it just feels like a family. And I've met some amazing people. I've met you guys, met the rest of Braveheart, met the rest of Red and White and everything else. And it just it just feels like family. And I've got now friends for life. It's just great. We can be like, you go to the game. Yeah, OK, we're meeting. What time are we meeting? Yeah, let's meet you at the pub. And it's just like laughs and it's kind of what I needed. It's it's It kind of brought that social aspect back into my life after kind of having a bit of a, a rough old time with work and everything else. And it was something that I didn't really realise was missing. And it's just kind of brought that brought that back and that sense of belonging as well and just kind of having a, a common purpose. And there's always something to talk about or make silly quips and anecdotes and things like that and just silly comments and stuff and yeah I I, I just love it and um, it started out that I was only gonna go to the um, the local away games around London and then it's progressed to further away up north abroad and everything else and when I when I first saw Arsenal back in September who would have thought that I'd have been to three or four European matches most of the away games and everything else when I bobbed along to Meadow Park back in September to watch Arsenal against Brighton. So I've definitely evolved as an Arsenal supporter since when I first went. Um, and I guess that's that's kind of my journey, really. Your first game in the North Bank was the Leeds game. I thought you were like a full-on, fully-fled <laughs> North Banker because the, the Leeds game was the first game I met you, Kate. Yeah. I saw you, Susie. I just remember you were the lady with the camera. You had nice pictures. <laughs> That's how people that know me. The lady with the camera. Because I, I met Kate and because I obviously went to the North Bank and I just I just assumed you literally had been there every week. I know you started in the West. We all seem seems yeah. to be a rite of passage. Um, my, Southwest as well. My last game in the West was the Conti Cup Villa game. Mm. And then after, because my friend supports Villa, so we went there. And then after that, it was like, I'm going to try the North Bank because I'd got to know you guys and everything. So I was like, I'm going to go and experience it. And then I kind of never looked back. The best thing, well, it turned out to be the best thing. So the last match of the season, where which was Villa again, I was meant to be in the South and I was literally gutted. But after a bit of ticket swapping and everything else, <laughs> uh, I dragged my Villa friend uh, into the North Bank and we had, she loved well, it. I, I had a fab time. We're <laughs> just thankful that Kate did settle with Arsenal. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there is a bit of a running joke, isn't there, with you guys and Braveheart yeah. that I Kate I, supports I, the WSL. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine to have an interest in women's yeah. football in general. Like, there just are some a fan. She's just a fan of Spurs and Chelsea. Uh, and, you know, I'm joking. Now. <laughs> I'm That's joking. I'm joking. No, just no, she's I not have that a bad. Soft spot for Villa as well. But if you had another a team in the WSL, they've got a soft spot. I, I definitely have a soft spot for Villa, and that was before Jordan went there. Just 
I don't know what it is about Villa. I just they really sort of turned my eye when they smashed Man City. Yeah, that I think was when Rachel Daly watch. scored that goal, and I just went, "Oh, I love this game." And they came back, and I was like, "Yes, yes, Villa, I'm loving this." Because you were at the that first yeah uh, Jordan's the first Villa game, Spurs which game, ended yeah. up being the first game for Beth England at mm. Spurs and a Villa. There were so many Arsenal fans yeah, there at that was. game, weren't there? <laughs> but I I think that is actually part of the women's game that I really love because there's so much support across teams and it doesn't mean that you don't not love Arsenal. I love Arsenal, but I, it doesn't mean I hate every other team. I mean, I hate Chelsea and I hate Spurs. <laughs> um, and, but not every team. <laughs> well, not every team. And I'm not fans of some of them. I guess you can just but, appreciate, yeah. like, you know, what they're the doing. And, like, yeah. yeah, you can appreciate the football, even if you're kind of Arsenal through and through kind of thing. So, But we are that... the best fans. Without a doubt, we're the best fans in the WSL. It would be interesting to see because it's a very qualitative thing. Like it's very easy. It's very difficult to quantify it. I suppose, well, it is quite easy to, I suppose. You can just look at the 60,063 people in the Emirates. Oh, no. I'm going to get that on a T-shirt. <laughs> I, I was so. one of the 60,000. I was one of. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that we've just done something very, very special over the past season. And I have to say, um, Kate, your line, how did you phrase it? You, you didn't know what was missing and, yeah. and then you you found somewhere to belong. Mm-hmm, I just definitely. think that, that it sums it up. Go back two, three years. And if you'd have told me back then in 2023, you would have been going to all of these games, have met so many amazing people, yeah. always this to look forward to, become yeah. a much more confident person. Because like, I would have just laughed and said no, don't be silly if oh, someone had said to me last year you'll be sat having breakfast breakfast with Kate and Susie oh, yeah, in Munich, Munich. yeah and exactly. I'm, well I say breakfast I just ate about 15 slices of salami and, had hot chocolate, <laughs> and cheese so, and cheese <laughs> but I just remember sitting there thinking just been to the Munich like just been to the Bayern Munich game we lost we you know I'm, I'm sat here with some really really good friends I've just been on a plane after 20 years. I've mentioned that again. So, Lewis, if you've got your bingo, I've not been on a plane for 20 years. Um, I literally smiled the whole way through what you were saying, Kate, because I literally feel the same. And it's one of the big reasons why I wanted to do this with Susie is because when we all say our story, and I think think we all were meant to sort of come together. I think this season was was probably always meant to happen. You know, fair play, Kate, because... You have, you were up there in Everton on Wednesday afternoon. I was badgering you for, I don't know how many was like, <laughs> See you on Wednesday. You're like, I don't know if I'm coming because I've got this the next day. And I was like, yeah. see you on Wednesday. That's it. There's, de- there's definitely a draw. It's like Everton. It was always kind of like, I'm going to go. I'm not well. It was. I always wanted to go. But then I had some work things and it was getting home late. And I know Nat, you drive a long way to every I've home never game mentioned and- it. Really? I don't mention it. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but it was, it was just very much like... I don't want to miss out. And literally, I've missed one game out of the whole season, and that was Liverpool away. Because at that point, I was like, I'm not going to travel to all the away games and everything else. And then look at me, I've been in. Miss Leah Volte's uh, goal as well, and the pink. Yeah, and, I know. Yeah. And miss meeting me because I was there. That's where I, I know, met exactly. Alice. 
Yeah. My best friend, Alice, not my quite a good friend, is how I described her <laughs> I did a few watch weeks it on ago. Telly. I did watch it on telly. <laughs> uh, well, I was on the telly quite a bit in the second half. Well, yeah, I, I, I didn't yeah, really yeah, watch yeah. it then. Uh, it's one reason for re-watching all of these games, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's you re-watch it for the football, but then you re-watch it for, number one, how loud were we? Yes, number two, yeah, yeah, were yeah. we on TV? Because we normally yeah. are, because yeah. we're the ones making the noise. It's, uh, oh. yeah. Well, I, I think it's time for fan five. Okay, are you ready? And I'll yeah. insert a jingle. Oh, she's good at that, you know. Right, that's where I've inserted a jingle. Um, <laughs> I hope if I've done it right. Uh... We'll see. So, Kate, the first question is, what was your favourite away atmosphere? So there's there's been so many. So I have been thinking about this. I'm going to go with West Ham away oh, because, nice. well, because of the whole build up and everything else. I think it was the first time we all met kind of properly as a group on the run up to the match because it was Steena's birthday. We decided we were buying Sweden flags. We were going to go for face paint. We learn how to sing We Love You, Stina, in Swedish. You might have done. I reckon the two of us, I think it was, wasn't it? Vieskade Stina. Stina. There we go. Stina. The only word I know in all of that is Stina. Yeah, yeah. So, I think for that one, it was just the build up. The game wasn't the best. It was like nil nil. They parked the bus, didn't they, and everything else. But actually, our atmosphere, us being together in the pub before, some of us had like flags just painted on our cheeks, whereas Jerry and Becky went full on face paint. Yeah, that's which how kind I think of Braveheart became yeah. about. Wasn't I was going to say, we've mentioned Braveheart a couple of times on this podcast, and now you actually know where that came from. I know, yeah. So Braveheart came. I think the reason why the chat started was because we just wanted to organise tickets. I was like, the only picture I can use is Becky's full face Sweden flag. <laughs> and we'd basically been saying, freedom just a collection of odd bod people that found each other anyway that's that is the yeah. origin story of braveheart you welcome everybody <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm going to ask the next question which is what was your favorite home game atmosphere man city conti cup oh good to choice. get us to get us in it was the semi-final wasn't it so yeah. to get us into the final and just when when we won the north bank was we were literally raising the roof off the north bank weren't we going crazy that it was like we're going to the final and everything else i just think um... i watched that from the east stand i wish i was in it but i'm glad that i got to see it from the outside because now i appreciate being in it even more yeah. but i also got a really good view of chloe kelly kicking that corner flag so nothing will <laughs> take away and i also got sworn at by hayley rasso that same oh, game, I, rem- so. I remember what yeah we we won't repeat what she we said, won't repeat but it was it rhymed with runt and, uh, <laughs> and anyway i mean it's not my fault but katie mccabe was all over and she wasn't doing very well so yeah so i think that was uh one of the best home games i think yeah, there are so many to choose yeah, from, aren't they? Definitely. <laughs> it was really hard to pick. Cool. So the next one is what was what do you think was the best team performance? And again, a heck of a lot to choose from from the girls yeah. uh, this past season. I'm going to pick semi-final Wolfsburg at the Emirates. It wasn't the result that we wanted by any means, but the girls played their hearts out. They should be super proud of what they achieved. We 
should be super proud of what we achieved getting us all <laughs> sat in block oh, yeah, two. Yeah. Lewis spoke about it, didn't he? Like 240 yes, tickets. All or... thanks to his spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah. His spreadsheets. I'm just going to mention spreadsheets in every podcast from now on. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lewis's spreadsheets. <laughs> but yeah, I think us all sat together. The girls didn't get the result that they wanted, but like most of the stadium had disappeared. But we stayed in that block, singing our hearts out, proving that we were proud of the girls no matter what. And I think we could have been in that final, but... Yeah, let's just say secretly, guys, we would not have had a team. I like that pick, though, because it, yeah, you know, we, lost, we lost that game, but... Yeah, it was an emotional roller coaster, wasn't it, with VAR and things being not allowed. Uh. And, and I remember, Susie, you were, you were sat in front of me and Nat, you were next to me. And it, I think at halftime it was like, does anyone need a hug? That game has given us the glimpse of what we can really achieve at the Emirates if we, you know, if we keep building this. So, which is, again, why we do this podcast, to get more and more people involved. And yeah. it was amazing that they'd sold it out as well. You know, what yeah. what a match to be at. What a, like, historic, historic game yeah. to be at. And that we can say we were part of that. 100%. Right, so we're going to move on. Um, I don't want to. I want to keep talking about it, but we are going to move <laughs> I know, on. I know, I know. To what would be your dream signing, Kate? So I think it's probably the person that's on everybody's lips at the moment and it's like, will she, won't she? And it's going to be um, Alessia Russo. Well, who knows mm. by the time we actually yeah. publish this. No, exactly. I can't say that. Can I? <laughs> oh, yeah. I really Inside can't. I'll get shouted at by everybody. What have you got against Steena? I'm not having this. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. She needs somebody. <laughs> she needs a bit of rest. Like, give her yeah, a break, man. Bit of rotation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, rotation I mean, the girl need. played through injuries those last few games and then obviously... Jackie Literally on the last re- game, she then broke a broke a wrist. Yeah. They carried oh, yeah, on playing to half on, time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's a proper trooper. Like she's, yeah. I'm getting her on my shirt. I don't know which one. I've got a couple of shirts that I still haven't got a name on because I just can't decide ever because I love them all. But uh, yeah, Stina's going on one of my shirts um, at some point. You know, I think also just from a Stina Blackstinius point of view, you think about from sort of January to the end of the season. It was, it was actually, again, when I was watching the video of the Champions League, she scored those two goals against Jorik uh, mm. away and she scored a banger from outside the box. And like that, all that crap with Alessia Russo in January and, and again, I've, I've talked about it before, about the fact that the fact that we all went, we need to make Steena know that we yeah. want her to be here. And if she'd have scored that game, it, we would have been on the pitch probably. <laughs> yeah, I think we would. We promise that a lot. Yeah, I know we do for everyone and we never do it. But also, I just think that she scored some bangers. She, yeah. you, when you actually look at her stats compared to some other players, she she's fantastic. And haven't they just announced that or released that she'd scored 18 goals this season? I like Stina Blackstenius. I'm a big fan. From this conversation, what we've done is circled around and said that Stina is our dream signing. I think that's <laughs> <laughs> basically where this conversation has just gone. It's, it's teamwork. Big up to Stina. Yeah. Big yeah. up yeah. to Stina. Stina and Russo. Yeah. A good partnership. Yeah. No, 100%. Agree, Can you imagine like being a team and seeing Stina go off, Russo to come on, yeah. or vice wow. versa? Yeah. That's going to intimidate Stina goes off, Viv comes on. We are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Right. I'm moving on to the next one because um, <laughs> we're just <laughs> chatting again. We don't actually need to record any other part of this podcast this week because we've done it all right. <laughs> oh, no, we've done it all. We've chatted around everything. But the, the last one, Kate, is what's your favourite? chance whether it's player specific whether it's just general chance about Arsenal what's your favorite chance I've kind of got two well I know you said one I know but I'll explain (laughs) we'll allow it we'll allow it okay so um my first one 
Lewis stole it. Uh, okay, the last time. Enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was the Ale Ale Ale's or yeah. we've won fifteen league title. I think where I really liked it, I watched back the Man City away game that a few of us went to, and there's a point where Bunny Shaw's lid on the ground in front of the <laughs> in front of Manu's goal, and she's getting some treatment, and you can just hear us beautifully in the background singing that chant. And again, oh, when we listened when we listened back on to the Villa game as well, I just think it just rings. Round if they get the the sound right on the the coverage, mm. it can sound absolutely beautiful. As Even long though as it's not on the BBC, you can hear it beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we're probably at the game, it sounds like a load of ruffians shouting it. But I, know, it I will like say that the recordings the that I have for the podcast, this podcast, which um, as it stands at the moment, they're all taken from the last game of the season. Yeah, We're actually not that bad. No. I'm not saying, you know, we're not beautiful, but we're pretty oh. like in tune, at least vaguely with each other. Even <laughs> if we're out of tune, we're all in tune with our out of tuneness. So I'm going with that. <laughs> and then I would say my other one is Manu's song. So oh, oh Manu's oh. Is just it's because simple, but it's amazing. It's so I, yeah, I agree. You could just build I, yeah, it. Yeah. And I just love how Manu always interacts with us. Yeah. And it yeah. can be, you know, when she comes out or I think like at the Brighton away game that finally happened, she was signing stuff and a few of us walked past her, literally chanting, oh, Manu Zinsberger. And yeah. she kind of like waved and acknowledged and everything else. And it's just that. I, I just love the chance where the players do interact with us. Yeah. It kind of... You know, yeah. it like feels special, really... and they, they, it is like you said, it's definitely building with the with the players. Yeah, and you know, just a little hand up in the air, you know, bad task. <laughs> we it's go for bonus. Yeah, it is celebrating those three goals with her at, at the Conte Cup in the first half because yeah. obviously she was goal down our end. Brilliant, one of the lasting memories of that game. No, I mean it is it is like that connection that we are building, and I think that they recognise what we're attempting to do as well. So it is nice. But anyway, Kate, thank you ever so much for joining us for your journey and for your fan five. Great choices and, in your fan five. Lovely and hearing well your journey. Done on being a bloody good supporter this season. One hundred percent. Like of Kate's all the been WSL a, Kate's teams. Been everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll narrow it down more next, next season. Just, oh, come on. on. We know it's Arsenal's number one, so we're all good with that. I, I please, off. please, for the love of God, do not cut that out. <laughs> of all of the WSL teams, Kate loves Arsenal the most. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> we have proof. Oh, God. Oh, Kate, thank cool. you, honestly. I've really enjoyed this, so... Thank you very much. Thank you for allowing me on. It's been it's been great. I loved it. I mean, yeah, but if you me keep too. going to those Man United games, you're not coming on next year. <laughs> <laughs> I literally went to I know. one. All right, all right. There's Man United, man. <laughs> so, until next time, ale ole away. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. 
We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.